I want to take a minute to talk to all of you about the fragile state of the US dollar and what it means for you. We are in for a tough year, and Biden's printing and spending could be catastrophic for the US dollar and the market. So us, the real patriots, know that Bidenflation is the real pandemic, and it is about to get worse. You've seen the inflation numbers this week. Inflation is going crazy. That is why I recommend that you diversify with gold and silver now. And the only company that I'm recommending is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold or silver and have it delivered securely right to your door. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold because they care and want to build a long-term relationship. Allegiance Gold has the highest rating from third-party consumer protection agencies, five stars with TrustLink, they're AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance, and have an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. You get $500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that POSO sent you. So do not wait. Call, click today. Go to allegiancegold.com POSO. We cannot control the Biden administration, but we can prepare. allegiancegold.com POSO. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's stories in the headlines. First, we just saw the end of President Biden's administration. I'll explain what I mean by that. Second, Ghislaine Maxwell is ending her fight to keep the John Doe names sealed from the Epstein network. Third, Washington, D.C., our nation's capital vaccine mandates are taking effect tomorrow, January 15th. And then finally, Baltimore prosecutor Marilyn Mosby has been federally indicted on perjury. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. It's not so often that you see something like this, where you see a presidential administration not only completely collapse, like a house of cards or a cheap suit on one singular day. But what's really amazing is that now that we're in the 21st century and we have cameras 24 seven, we have social media, we actually saw the collapse of an American presidency in real time, live on television. Take a look. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not sure either. But anyway, I hope we can get this done. But I'm not sure. But one thing for certain, one thing for certain, like every other major civil rights bill that came along, if we miss the first time, we can come back and try it a second time. We miss this time. We miss this time. And the state legislative bodies continue to change the law, not as to who can vote, but who gets to count the vote. Count the vote. Count the vote. It's about election subversion, not just whether or not people get to vote. Who counts the vote? That's what this is about. That's what makes this so different than anything else we've ever done. I don't know that we can get it done, but I know one thing. As long as I have a breath in me, as long as I'm in the White House, as long as I'm engaged at all, I'm going to be fighting to change the way these legislatures have moving. Thank you. And what you see there, it's something, it's just, it's diminished. This is the leader of the United States of America. This is the President of the United States. An angry old man yelling at children to get off of his lawn. Joe Rogan put it, he said, um, what did he say? Biden is like a flashlight 
but the batteries are dying and you're going on a long hike in the woods. So understand where we're at. And USA Today, which USA Today, if you've seen some of the crazy stuff, they wrote that crazy pedophile article earlier this week that we got them to delete or at least delete the tweets about. They put this thing out and they said, the administration is completely failing in every single one of their agenda items in Congress. Remember, the Congress that they control, the House and the Senate, these latest setbacks land at exactly the wrong time for administration reeling from confusing Centers for Disease Control and Prevention guidelines, supply chain shortages that won't end, the highest inflation rate since the Carter administration, and an approval rating that makes former President Donald Trump look like the most popular kid in school. I want people to understand, the Biden administration at this point has negative political capital. They are desperate. And desperate people do desperate things. Internally, we are told here at Human Events Daily that they are discussing military options in Eastern Europe, exacerbating the border tensions there that have existed for many, many years, decades in some cases, between Ukraine and Russia. Exacerbate that situation. Why? To wag the dog. We are entering a dangerous phase. The Biden administration is a cornered animal. So be on guard. Do not let up your guard. Patriots, have your heads on a swivel because this regime is lashing out in every single direction. You think that inflation is bad now? You think inflation is, and spending is bad now? You th There's a reason that they're going after people now, right? Ret military retirees and people that, you know, were messing around on text message and calling them seditionists and having the DOJ lash out. You understand now why the Department of Justice is opening up a domestic terrorism unit. They're not doing that to go after actual anti-government extremists. They're not doing that to go after actual people that are committing crimes in the United States. Homicides, we have a pandemic of homicides. Every single major city in this country either hit record highs or is at record highs for homicides in 2021. Nobody's talking about it outside of this program. Why is that? Pandemic of homicides. And yet, is the Department of Justice doing anything about that? Are we going to have any one of these things where we see the federal government come in and help out any of these major cities? Not only is the crime increasing on the streets, you get the homeless crisis exacerbated by fentanyl, exacerbated by the mental crisis that we've got across our cities. You'll walk through the streets covered in syringes and human feces, and you won't actually do anything about that. But you're worried about the people, the grandmas, who were walking around the Capitol building unescorted on January 6th. These are the signs of a desperate administration, and desperate people do desperate things. Well, here's an interesting headline that's come out in the Ghislaine Maxwell case. Mediaite.com, left-wing website, left-wing blog, Ghislaine Maxwell ends fight to keep John Doe names sealed. Oh, that's interesting because I remember when I talked about the Epstein Network names being sealed, that Newsweek and everybody else was running up and say, oh, Posobiec, you know, that, that, that's not what happened. Those names aren't sealed. Don't talk about those names. No, he's conflating this case and that case. I, look, I understand the situation. The names of the Epstein network are sealed. I didn't say that the jury ruled that they should be sealed. My point was that we, the public, 
have a right to understand what exactly was going on in the highest, I've said this on every single episode of this program where I've talked about Ghislaine Maxwell, I said, look, we need to know who was involved in this thing, why have they not been charged if they were involved in this? And you can go to Mediate right here. It says, prosecutors described this as Epstein's pyramid scheme of sexual abuse of minor girls. Okay, if this was a pyramid scheme, then who were the other people involved? Because we can see people like Jean-Luc Brunel, who has been charged, Ghislaine Maxwell, who has been charged. Brunel, of course, was a French model recruiter. He was uh, Epstein's procurement guy from Europe. Then we've got Maxwell, the procurement uh, madam from the United States. What's going on? Who were the people procured for? Who were these girls, these victims procured for? Who was the pyramid scheme with? Was there blackmail involved in this? Why were these people all putting their money in with Epstein to have him manage them despite no you know, acumen or background in this? That's what we're talking about. Some of the highest names, the biggest names, in Western academia, Western finance, Western business, and even Western government, not to mention Hollywood, Kevin Spacey. What's going on? Explain to us what's going on. That's why it's important that the names come out and we know that the names of this pyramid scheme have been continued to be sealed. One of them, by the way, that has come out is of course Prince Andrew, who was just stripped of his official title. So now in his lawsuit against Virginia Giuffray, who is the victim that's been suing him in terms of all this, really one of the first victims to come out and get the ball rolling in terms of all of this, he's got to now face that as a private citizen, someone who's literally a member of the royal family, the second son of Queen Elizabeth. So listen to the, one of the lawyers in this situation, Gloria Allred, describe that case and Virginia Giuffray. The prince is going to be in a world of hurt and a world of trouble not comfortable to have to sit there and answer questions in this lawsuit, which is alleges that he was sexually inappropriate with uh, Virginia when she was only 17. Now here's the mediate story. Virginia Jaffray's request to unseal documents that name names in her since settled civil lawsuit against Ghislaine Maxwell, which led to a lengthy and ongoing open records battle. In December of last year, Manhattan jury and Maxwell's trial returned guilty verdicts. Uh, Maxwell faces federal charges by, under violations of the Mann Act and sexual trafficking of a minor for her role as Epstein's longtime confident and now convicted accomplice. Depending on what lies underneath the redactions, the unsealed information could make waves inside the same courthouse and around the world. In a legal brief, and this is interesting, Jeffrey filed on Wednesday, Jeffrey requested that the judge unseal the names of the John Doe's currently kept out of the public eye, in part due to their complaints about dis how disruptive the media attention would be in their lives. But this is what's very interesting. Maxwell had previously fought against the unsealing of the legal names of the John Doe's revealed in the still, still sealed court documents. But a letter from her lawyer dated January 12th notes that Maxwell, quote, does not wish to further address detailed objections submitted by non-party Doe's 1753, 55, 73, 93, and 151. So who were those John Doe's? And the full letter is here. Understand what's going on. Each of the listed does has counsel who have ably asserted their own respective privacy rights. 
Ms. Maxwell therefore leaves it to this court to conduct the appropriate review consistent with the order and protocol for unsealing decided motions. You got to understand, when it comes to sealed documents, privacy concerns obviously play a role. But if you've got a situation where someone was involved in the commission of a crime, specifically the crime we're talking about here, child rape, that's something where the court has to take that into consideration as well. Because once that comes out, then prosecutors and from the civil side, attorneys and victims can then take action based on those court documents. So pretty much it comes down to this. Ghislaine Maxwell, she hasn't named names. And I told her, I said early on this program, I said, Ghislaine, you need to cut a deal. Do the right thing. Finally, after all these years and after so much pain and anguish and torture that you have been at the hands of, turn it around. Do the right thing. Be the person that says, now it all stops. I'm going to flip and I'm going to come out and tell the truth and name the name. So maybe, just maybe, we're getting a glimmer of that. Tomorrow is going to be a historic day for the United States of America, a historic day for our capital, and a historic day in the relationship between the federal government, which many have described as a regime, and the American people, the citizens of this nation, the citizenry of the republic. Do we have a republic where citizens are allowed to travel to their national capital to petition their federal government for a redress of grievances? You, you might have heard that phraseology before. It's kind of the same phraseology where the phrase human events comes from, like the name of the show, you know, when in the course of human events. Tomorrow, vaccine mandate is being levied on Washington, D.C. According to the D.C. Health Department, beginning January 15th, 2022, specific D.C. public businesses will require all patrons aged 12 years or older to show proof that they have received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine before they are allowed entry. Two doses will be required starting February 15th. Establishments must visibly display signage informing patrons that proof of COVID-19 19 vaccination is required to enter indoors. You can go to vaxdc.dc.gov. So understand that. If you are unvaccinated, you are now unwelcome in your nation's capital. Now we've got two major patriot marches that are set to take place just one week from now. So one week from today, January 21st, is the March for Life, the largest march in the pro-life movement. And then two days after that is the March Against the Mandates. And that's being led by Dr. Malone, by Brett Weinstein, by a whole bunch of people, a lot of speakers. That's going to be the Sunday after the March for Life. So two major patriot marches. And then one week before that, tomorrow, D.C. is imposing the vaccine mandate. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. Totally nothing to see here. There's absolutely no connection between the two. So here is the full list, and you can listen, the D.C. Health Department reading off the list of the establishments that you will now no longer be welcome in, in D.C., in your nation's capital, if you don't have a vaccine passport. Uh, so the locations that this mandate uh, covers, uh, where you're required to have a vaccine, uh, are uh, restaurants, bars, nightclubs, breweries or wineries, uh, seated dining halls, restaurants, cafes, museums, 
hotels and other public venues, uh, movie theaters, concert live entertainment, entertainment venues, sporting venues, uh, gyms, fitness studios, hotel meeting rooms, banquet halls, conference centers, convention centers, auditorium, uh, and any other location determined by the director of DC Health. So if you want to take a seat in a diner starting tomorrow in Washington, D.C., if you want to sit down and eat your dinner at a diner, excuse me, this diner is vaccinated only. Excuse me, this restaurant is vaccinated only. Excuse me, this movie theater is vaccinated only. Oh, you're, you're, you're an unvaxxer? You're unvaxxed? You're unwashed? You're unclean? I'm sorry. Head over to PG County, Maryland. Head down to Virginia. This place, this city, not for you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the message that your nation's capital is sending to you. Now, by the way, Mayor Bowser, who's the mayor here in Washington, D.C., she knows exactly what she's doing because she wants, and she's been doing this for years, by the way, has been moving working class families and poor families out of Washington, D.C. to gentrify it for her, um, for her developer buddies to bring in rich yuppies on Capitol Hill and Hill staffers to come in and populate the city. And everybody else, everyone who's working class, everyone who's been living in the city for 40, 50 years, the families, you're all kicked out, you're all done. Bowser knows exactly what she's doing in terms of all of this and which demographics are gonna be hit the hardest by it. She doesn't care, she wants it. This is exactly what she wants because she wants higher office and we all know that. Here's what's interesting though, very, very interesting. The United States Congress can actually remand any law that's passed by the city of D.C. Because remember, the city of D.C. is a federal territory. It is not a sovereign state or a city within a state. What does that mean? That if the leadership of the Congress were to, say, change in about 10 months, then it's possible that Congress could force the reopening of Washington, D.C. Winter Storm Izzy hitting this weekend. We just got the report here in Washington, D.C. We're going to be hit with it Sunday night going into Monday. Frozen rain, wintry mix. You're talking about Arctic winter bombs, Arctic ice bombs uh, from the Northeast, the South, the Midwest. What do you do? You go to MyPillow.com. You use promo code POSO. You can snuggle up in their slippers. You got the throw blankets. You got the quilts. You even got the robes. If you want to get the bathrobes for everybody, go to MyPillow.com, promo code Poso. But this next story, ladies and gentlemen, this is really the feel-good story, not just of the day, but of the entire week. Ladies and gentlemen, Baltimore prosecutor Marilyn Mosby has been federally indicted for perjury. Oh, womp womp, the little littlest violin. Charges related to a COVID-19 financial hardship withdrawal and false statements on loan applications. You know, they say that you shouldn't be happy um, when, you know, at another's misfortune. But at the same time, when I see somebody like Marilyn Mosby, who is a crooked Baltimore politician, a crooked government official being taken down this way, you know, by the way, this is like the, the reason that I say that the wire never ended because the wire just spilled over into real life. Because now instead of seeing the wire, which was all about crooked Baltimore bureaucrats and government officials and police, now we're seeing crooked government officials and bureaucrats in real life in Baltimore. So, and it's the same really throughout most cities, but Baltimore 
really is, Charm City, right? Charm City really is just one of the jewels of all of this. But one of my favorite, so Marilyn Mosby, of course, most famously known for her 2015 uh, speech that kicked off the Freddie Gray riots, rioting throughout all of Baltimore. But then just a couple of years later, she got an endorsement by then Senator, now Vice President Kamala Harris. Let's play the video. When we march and we shout about what we need to do to reform the criminal justice system, we better understand that we got to march and shout with our paychecks and all of the work that we can do to actually make sure that somebody like Marilyn Mosby gets reelected into that office to not only get convictions, but have convictions. There are a lot of people who are highly critical of her because she heard the voices of the people and said, even if I can't win, I'm going to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be rough. It's going to be tough. She cannot fail. And I know she will not fail. So what are the actual charges? According to the four count indictment, Mosby, by the way, whose husband is the president of the city council, just, just another wonderful group of people, Mosby claimed to have experienced financial hardship due to the COVID-19 pandemic in order to withdraw from the city's deferred compensation plan on two separate occasions. So she claimed that she was experiencing a COVID-19 hardship. She goes out for this loan and what did she do? Well, oh my goodness, she bought a half a million dollar home in Kissimmee, Florida, just by Orlando, by Disney World, and then another mortgage for a $428,000 mortgage to purchase a condo in Longboat Key, Florida. So this, this is what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. You understand what's happening here? Your cities, cities like Baltimore, where the homicide rates are like nothing they've seen in decades, in 30 years. We talked about the pandemic of homicides, and Baltimore, of course, is one of the top in terms of homicide rate. The officials there aren't worried about cleaning up the streets or taking care of people or stopping the people from killing each other. No, 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 no. They're all buying homes in Florida. Isn't that nice? Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that just warm the coggles of your heart? So Marilyn Mosby has been charged federally in this. She should have been behind bars a long, long time ago, along with probably half the politicians in every single city in this country. And that's it for us this week. We're closing out human events. Thank you so much again to everybody. Seriously, for all your support, for all that you do for us. Remember our motto to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Be the influence agent. Our message, my homework for every single one of you guys out there and listening audience, just pick one, one normie friend and just share this episode with them. It's quick, it's short, um, it's brief, and then it's done, and it's going to listen to 2X speed. You get all of the news in just 12 minutes. And by the way, go leave us one of those reviews on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Five stars, come on, you know we deserve it. Well, you deserve it too. Today's moment of history before we go. January 14th, 1784, the Continental Congress ratified the Treaty of Paris, officially establishing the United States as a sovereign nation defend our sovereignty because that's what they want to take away. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.